You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hey everybody and welcome back. We are Kapwak, the pop cultured podcast and my name is Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Are we going to explain what that was? We'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> or we might not. Yeah. Whatever. We'll forget. Yeah. Um, Jordan's back, guys. He's yeah. back. Thanks very much to Coach Mayor, Jared Lowe, my brother, for filling in for the last, how many weeks was it? 17? Oh my oh. gosh. I don't 25. He did an admirable job. I enjoyed listening to the last few I wasn't on as just a fan. I never get to just yeah. hear the show fresh. Was that? Was good? Fresh that like? ears. <laughs> it's pretty good. Although I missed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I've received a lot of heckling since then in our private <laughs> messages. When he's not on there, he's now, oh, you did this. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I I still took notes on the Riverdale episodes. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to be here to review, and I checked them after listening. I was like, "Oh, they covered pretty much everything." Like, good job, guys. You pretty much <laughs> got it. Dedication yeah. right there. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I want to come back on the next one and tell you all the stuff right, you got they, wrong, they and there wasn't too much. So, wasn't <laughs> <laughs> too much. Thing. All right. So yeah. So how'd the con go? Yeah, I was away at the Gym City Comic Con in Dayton wasn't a great show um that was usually very indie friendly i'm there with the illustrious michael k easton selling our comics from soprocomics.com and uh yeah there's usually a really good crowd there was still a good crowd but just not the typical indie buyers that are normally oh, there so too mainstream huh could have uh, been could have been hmm. well we did all right but it just wasn't one of our better shows you guys should do like do an Avengers comic. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, this will sell. <laughs> but we got uh, barbecue last year. We went to the show, and listener Larry, who I hadn't heard from in a while, I'm not sure if he's still tuned yeah, in. Or not. Whatever hope, happened to Larry? I hope he is. But he recommended a barbecue place for us to go. Mm. And we said, yeah, called? let's hit that on the way out of town. They were closed on Sunday, so we missed it. But a year later. We remembered Larry's recommendation, went there Saturday night, and it was very good. Well, Smoking barbecue. Smoking barbecue. Excellent stuff. I'm not very much bad barbecue. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we did that. You did that. You and Michael. And then uh, Saturday we had uh, Free Comic Book Day. Free Comic Book Day. Uh, yeah, that was here locally in Marietta, Asylum Comics, 212 3rd Street. Had a very good crowd, good day of sales, lots of smiling kids running around in circles. If they and didn't have one, they got painted on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> that lady over there painted them on my face. <laughs> yeah, I even uh, I stopped by because I had to work that day. And um, yeah, I saw your entire family, but in different times. Of yeah, the day. It was they real all came weird. separately. Yeah, because I got up and. Uh, that morning and I, I think i told carly and i was like hey it's free comic book day and she's like oh okay and uh my wife took her down and then uh i had texted my son 
because I hadn't seen him really to actually talk to him for a couple days. And I was like, oh, don't forget it's free comic book day. So I think he went down mm-hmm. that afternoon. And then I stopped by after work. And it was like after 5 o'clock. And there were still a lot of people down there. Um, I don't know how much you were helped by like Merida College's graduation day being that day. Because when I was there, there were quite a few like college students had had their Merida College gear on. Yeah. Down there with their parents even shopping. I think families were coming in getting ready for the graduation. Yeah. And yeah. the weather held out. It was supposed to rain all week. It said it was going to rain and it didn't. Yeah. So. Yeah, so uh, uh, got down there, talked to uh, talked to Jordan, talked to Jared, talked to Valerie, talked to Justin. The whole Low family was there. Everybody chips in on free <laughs> so nobody gets paid. It's like the what? <laughs> it's like the once a year, twice a year. Justin comes in town, I think. So, so I stopped and talked to him for a little bit. No, he to would Disney. come if we offered him to sit on the podcast. He would probably come down. Ah, uh, that's probably true. <laughs> just a little carrot i like to keep dangling out there (laughs) so but yeah when i when i first walked in i noticed um there was a there was a lady in there and uh she had a i don't know a couple kids in there smaller children children they had a stack of books she was carrying around the kids were just picking out stuff like crazy and i kind of noticed i was like oh okay wow and then uh, <laughs> that's gonna add up. <laughs> yeah, there's some money there. And then uh, she walks over and uh, kind of like in asylum. You have when you first walk in, you have Marvel books up against the wall, and then you de- go down a little further, and there DC books. And she kind of walked from there to the DC books, and she's like, "Oh." And I don't remember which one of you guys were behind the counter, but she's like, "Are these free too?" Oh my gosh! And somebody pointed out, "Oh, those are in the back. There, all yeah. the freebies are." Back had to there. had to explain where yeah. the free table was. Yeah. She just kind of looked at her, you know, fifty dollars in her hand, and went, "Oh, well, here, I'll give those back, and you can put those away for me." Yeah. <laughs> Although we had one kid, he pulled two out of the back issue bin. He's like, "Do these count for my two? I was like, "Oh no, these are right back here." Oh. And he asked his mom if he could get them, and all my back issues were half price, so they came up to like a dollar seventy-five. Yeah. She's like, "That's it, get some more." So he walked up there with a stack. He ended up buying like twenty dollars for the back issues. Heck yeah! And he was beaming as he went. Yeah, that oh, big man. heavy bag walking yeah, out. So that's I'm, where it's at. Yeah, that's the good old days right there, <laughs> man. So yeah, so it's been busy. And I have one good story from the con. Uh, we stayed at the hotel attached to the convention center, so. As the con is ending, and there's kind of an influx of people, we go to check in. There's also a college fraternity reunion happening at the same hotel, Phi Kappa Somebody, and it was an African-American fraternity. So the entire place is filled Mm -hmm. with elderly black dudes like in sharp-looking suits. And cool guy hats. Yeah, cool guy hats. Cool jazz guy hats. And they were like... They were. They took up the entire hotel. Like they had vendors set up in the hallways. They had things in the ballroom going on. So there were just people everywhere. So we were, uh, I think, on the third floor. And as we're trying to check in, an old woman comes over and was. I think she was from the con, and she was like, "We've been staying there for 15 minutes waiting in this elevator." It's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Let me see what I can do. You know, they have to be nice yeah. to the people trying to go up. Right. So uh, she, the guy gets on the. Uh, the phone to the maintenance it's like maintenance this is front desk uh is, is, can we check on elevator two is anything going on 
And he's like, <laughs> I can hear the voice on the other end. And he goes, hey, there's a lot of people. It's going to do what it do. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, I-, I need that guy's phone number. <laughs> For any time I get stressed out or anxious, I just want to call him and have him tell me, hey, it's going to do what it do. <laughs> you can't speed up an elevator. <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it. Right. I need to hear that. And I lo- that guy's voice just soothed me. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Oh, it would have soothed me also if I took up the guy's offer to go smoke some reefer, but we de- we declined that. Hmm, it's nice to be offered. As we were sure. getting on the elevator, we got a kindly offer. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, what are we doing today? Heroes. It's an old-fashioned notion. A visionary, a genius, ensuring freedom around the globe. A symbol to the nation, a hero to the world. The beacon of hope, shining out across the stars. I look around at us, you know what I see? A bunch of a-holes. Possibility. You think you know how the world works? The world is changing. We need heroes. We're going to review Endgame. Yeah. Right? It's yes. been out a couple weeks. We don't have to worry about spoilers. All that. We'll get to that in a few minutes. But. We're in the Endgame now. Before we're done, we still have one promise to keep. If you can't protect the Earth, you can be damn sure we'll avenge it. It's kind of a movie episode. We're just going to quickly go over. I'm doing countdown my top 100. Yeah, if you're not following us on Facebook, you are missing That's out. That's a big mistake. Kapow the Pop Culture Podcast on <laughs> Facebook. Do you tweet them out as well? No. I, no, we don't mess with no Twitter. <laughs> so, yeah, follow One social media is all we can handle at a time. <laughs> right. So, every day for the next 100 days and some previous. Actually, like 69 days. 69 more days. <laughs> nice. Seth has been tweeting. No, he's not tweeting. He is Facebooking his top 100 movies, the fabled Top 100. Since I've met him, he's been messing with this list, and things come on, things go off. Uh, yeah. It's never definitive until now. It's right. in black and white. Nailed it. Yeah, so we, t- we uh, yeah, let's see. Tomorrow will be day six, counting down to number 69. Oh, wow. So I'm just going to go here, give you the first 30 that have come out already. We had number 100 was The Lobster, uh, then Into the Spider-Verse, Rosemary's Baby, Blade Runner 2049, From Dust Till Dawn, 
Cabin in the Woods. Have you seen most of these that I was uh, I Most of them, yeah. Once um, was an indie movie from around 2007. Star Wars The Last Jedi is a good movie. And then my top 100 favorite movies. Pick. I know, it's, I'm putting the spotlight on it there. <laughs> the Village. The Fugitive. The Matrix. A lot of those. I like the in my titles. Ex Machina, True Romance, The Sixth Sense, Minority Report, L.A. Confidential, Christmas Vacation, King of Comedy, Leon the Professional, Social Network, Double Indemnity. <laughs> this is probably surprising. The Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Classic. Boogie Nights, Hot Fuzz, Pump Up the Volume, Die Hard. Seven, There Will Be Blood, The Original Mission Impossible from 96, Zodiac, and today's was Captain America, The Winter Soldier, was number 70 in the countdown. So that's where we're at. An eclectic group. (laughs) And you're not afraid to, like, a, a very recent movie... Oh, you know what you like. You're like you don't yeah. have to wait for it to season and move into your list. Yeah, the, I was looking because after I compiled the 100, I was like, looking. Okay, how many are from each decade? Well, a lot of them are from this decade because <laughs> <laughs> people really stepped up their games in, la- in the last 20 years. So it kind of dwindles down the further you go back because eventually I wasn't alive. So many decades ago. And 22 of the top 100 are all Marvel movies, I'm sure. Oh, of course. <laughs> yes, the worst one is The Winter Soldier. Yeah. Well, I had mentioned before that I had trouble, didn't know if any were going to make this list because, you know, months ago, because I was like, they're just so, there's always another one and another one. Well, Endgame ha- has finally given me a perspective on that. So I feel like I, I know where I where I want them, at least right now. Um, Has anything changed since you started posting? I, I knew you were going to ask me that, and I declined to answer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will I'll definitely say the order has minorly changed as I do it, because basically I just look at my t- top 100 every day and go, what's the shittiest movie on this list? Because <laughs> that's what's coming out tomorrow. They're all great to me, but I'm like, I want to I want to save all the good ones. So, you know, the best ones. So I just try to find the <clears throat> my least favorite on the list. And I'll reach, grab it, pull it down to this number. So, so you've got 70 more days of this, folks. So hop on. <laughs> you know how long, just think how long today has been. It's 70 more days like that. <laughs> But we'd love to hear your comments. Do you agree, disagree? Throw out some of your favorites. Yeah, these are these are not the best movies of all time. These are my favorites. So if you have a list, share it. Say what you're mm-hmm. top. I mean, don't you don't have to make a top 100. I've been told that's crazy. Um, make a top 10 and share it on our page. That's, yeah. I've threatened to make a top 10, but a couple of the ones you've already mentioned would probably be in my mm-hmm. top 10. Yeah, so. I can't wait to see what number the burbs is. Oh yeah, it's gonna be great. Yeah. I keep reaching on there and can't find it. <laughs> so that's it. Are we mm-hmm. anything else, or can we get to the the meat? This is the biggest movie, soon the biggest movie of all time, money wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
a, just a cultural milestone. I'm not. I'm. I don't think we're overselling it. Talking yeah. that this is huge. Yeah. You know, I'm not. Did this movie premiere in China? Has it? Is it, it on it, in China? It, yeah. Oh yeah. It, yeah. it actually I'm, came out there first. A couple days. Because I know a lot of times some movies don't get released over there. Yeah. So. It came. Yeah, it came and out that's a what couple pro- days before we even got China it. is what propelled Avatar to yeah. that number one spot. So I was just curious. Yeah, yeah it made like $300 million in China in just a few days. Mm-hmm. But something even like Titanic, which they just passed. Yeah. Like, it, the Titanic was in theaters for months and months. Mm-hmm. And it just kept playing yeah, and kept never, playing yeah. and kept playing. You know, this is it's, <laughs> it hasn't been two weeks. <laughs> yeah. And it feels like it's been out forever because nobody has stopped talking about it. How many times did everybody see it? I've only seen it once. Okay. I saw it twice. And I just saw it for my third time. And there were still like 25 people in there when I went and saw it. Well, I definitely have to say, because that was, we were going to that con the weekend it opened. Right. And that was our whole plan. Like, we have to see it. We can't survive a con. Mm -hmm. Spoiler free. And barely anyone was talking about it. And like anyone who was was talking about how they hadn't seen it yet. I can't believe I haven't mm. seen it yet. So I, I we would have been fine. We could have yeah. got a full night's sleep. But yeah. I'm glad I saw it. So there was a world of difference. Driving to Columbus for the eleven PM showing, every seat taken. So people laughed at every line, cheered at every wait, wait, fancy moment. Ask. Was it IMAX? It or was not, not IMAX. Oh yeah. Well. Justin cheapskate. <laughs> <laughs> And then coming back, waiting a week, going to the cheap five dollar Tuesday showing. There were maybe cheap. <laughs> there were maybe eight people in the theater, which is kind of the way I saw Shazam and some of these it's other a, ones. It's big difference. And it was just like there was laughter and there was a little bit, of, yeah. but it was a it was like a totally different movie. Oh my gosh, yeah. So I it made me rethink my review of Shazam as like, did I watch this wrong? Right. <laughs> did I see it in the wrong environment? Would I have completely thought differently? So I agree. When I, w- I went and saw it in IMAX the first time the, that Saturday night and packed theater of just everybody in love with the Avengers and everything. And when every joke got laughs, every big thing that happened got applause I mean, it was just like everyone was super excited. So it was, you know, stark contrast from the next two times <laughs> I saw it. And there might be a giggle here or there. People just, when there's less people in the, in the theater, they're nervous to show any, you know, emotion or anything. But, um, and I'm not sure Tuesday, I think some of the other people in the theater had already seen it. Because like the crying started way early, <laughs> it's like I can hear you sniffling back there. It's like you know what's coming, don't you, Cliff? Before we give our thoughts, uh-huh. I want to hear your thoughts about what Avengers Endgame. <laughs> oh, so I, thought, the, I didn't know if you meant like theater experience. Or well, what? you can give us that too, but I, I want I want to hear before we say what we thought of it. No, I I mean I thought it was great. I, I mean, I was just telling a friend of mine just a few minutes ago, he stopped by my house, and um, uh, it felt, I was very aware that it was three hours. I wasn't, but I didn't get, you know, there wasn't a point where I was like, this is taking too long, I'm bored, none of that, like, it. but it felt very much like three 
separate movies almost. Like there were de- there was a definitive three acts to me, almost hour by hour, if that makes sense. Um, and if you're newer to the podcast, Cliff has always his whole life skewed more DC. Seth and Jordan have been Marvel kids all their lives growing up. So there's sometimes we all like all these movies, yeah. but there's usually some bias there in what yeah, really that's, does. That's it. why. I yeah. No. I um. No. As a whole, I I did. I thought I thought it was great. There were so many callbacks to everything um, that ever existed or happened in those movies. Um, I guess I kind of thought going into it, I had this idea that uh, there was going to be more of the people that got that were dusted or whatever. Like they would come back earlier. Than, than what actually happened in the movie. So I kept waiting on that to happen. Um, but uh, What's that? Well, that was what everybody said for the last few years. Oh, well, they're just going to bring it back at the beginning of the movie. And it, like nothing happened. It was, it was a yeah. big waste of time. And no, I didn't think it was a waste of time. I'm just saying that's yeah. what people, people were saying. Like the whole Infinity War thing was uh, the snap was dumb because they're just going to bring them right back. Yeah. And, yeah. and they... Yeah, I totally they made their yeah. major consequences. Like, you know? I, I did really well with not getting spoiled at all. That's a big deal. Um, I meant to ask you that. Yeah, I was definitely very happy about that. I really I stayed off of you know oh you anytime there's a big movie oh script leaks or yeah. you know this is what happens people guessing and just trying to get clicks and stuff yeah. like that. So I just stayed away from all that stuff. Um, but we went and saw it, uh, the four of us, my family went and saw it on Sunday evening. I could not get tickets. Uh, to the. Th- we had Regal gift cards that I've had for like six months, and I'm like, i got to spend these gift cards or we'll never use them. So I was like, this is a good opportunity here. Uh, I tried getting tickets for, I don't think I tried for Thursday. I think on Thursday, I, just, I tried for Friday night. Everything was sold out. Uh, tried for Saturday all day. Everything was sold out. <laughs> um, Sunday after church, you know, from like noon on, everything was sold out. I finally got tickets to a six o'clock showing, six p.m., which was almost sold out. We ended up having to sit in the second row, uh, just front and center, which was good. Uh, it turned out not to be a bad thing because we weren't on top of the screen. Um, but it was a packed theater and and it was very much, you know, a lot of, you know, people laugh when they were supposed to laugh. People cried when they were supposed to cry. Um, other than that, it was pretty much quiet. Uh, there may have been, uh, someone in the second row sitting front and center that may have gave, gave out, gave out a big woohoo when the star Wars trailer, uh, hit before the movie started. (laughs) Wonder who that was. (laughs) But um, overall, that's pretty cool. To see it on the big screen. Though. It was very cool. I was so, I forgot that was going to happen. There's a different like that IMAX theater I was in had hundreds and hundreds of people compared mm-hmm. to like our mall theater, yeah. like you're saying. So it was a lot yeah. of hooting and hollering. But. So just to take oh, a step yeah. back, we do a pop culture podcast. We have read comics our entire lives. How strange is it for it to be this big? For it to be everyone you've met is talking about this movie. Yeah. Everyone went and saw this movie. It means so much to so many people. Like the the I think it was the Thursday 
I was listening to the radio, and the local DJ was, okay, the Athens show times are this, this, and this. They never do that. Yeah, I was actually, I was following, because I follow them on Facebook, the Athens Theater, and I was watching as, you know, the weekend progressed by Friday. They're every showing in the entire theater is showing Endgame. But no movie... No, I've never heard a radio DJ help try to help you plan yeah. how to see it. Like, it, it, it's it's going to make the most money of anything ever. An it, Avengers movie, Jordan. It's it's just the had Avengers. an impact already in the culture. The way people reference Thanos and all. Like, it's, this is beyond anything I could have ever imagined. I, I know. The I, impact that it's had. It, that's... My mind is so blown, and I've tried, like I've listened to a lot of people talk about the movie and stuff since it came out, and I'm just like, like, shake yourself. Do you? I mean, you just do not understand what is happening. That I was reading. 1981. I discovered this stuff, you know, before you people were born, <laughs> and and it was, you know, when I. Saw my first Captain America comic, and then you stole your first Captain yeah, America comic. Exactly, and then the next, you know, shortly into the next year, I saw him on a spinner rack on Avengers two seventeen, and I'm like, "What is this? He's in a team. This is so great!" And I picked it up. I'm just like, "This never in a million years would I have ever thought that." This would be happening. Like I, I can't even believe it. That's the not, not that it's a popular anything. It's the it is the biggest thing. There is. It blows my mind and ever has been. Right. It's <laughs> like, oh, I just can't even fathom it. It's I mean, Star, something like Star Wars. It's definitely on par. But it took like four right. generations of people yeah. to you know the the. People went and watched with their parents and then went back the summer of 77. And, you know, like, this happened within a decade. Mm-hmm. Like, I know we're in the modern world. Everything's faster. But it, right. it's, that, it came from yeah. literally, you know, we had some X-Men movies and some black leather. And then, then but, people liked them. They made money. But Iron Man hit. It wasn't and that this. changed everything. I, Iron, yeah. Iron, yeah, Iron Man. I, but and, still, it was not. It was a... A process. It's not like they had Iron Man and they were like, okay, here's the plan. Right, right. It was totally just by the seat of their pants. Well, uh, it it became this juggernaut, you know, over the over the next ten years. Like, and I think part of it is because of Netflix and having accessibility. You don't have to rent it. You don't have to leave your home. Um, these movies are on are available now. To where, you know, I remember when I was a kid with Star Wars, being a little kid, and the excitement of being able to go rent one of those Star Wars movies, you know, was a huge deal to me. But now you can, I mean, every kid in America, every adult in America can just, in the world, can just hop on Netflix or, you know, Amazon or whatever, and bam, there it is. We can watch it as many times as we want. We can figure it all, connect it all, all together to where you know people unlike ourselves who are used to doing that have now discovered this stuff and i heard you know rumblings out there about you know bob Iger stepping down in 2021 and kevin feige's name being thrown out there to take over for him which not that i believe that would ever happen 
But the the fact that people know who Kevin Feige is, <laughs> and household name right. Kevin Feige, and and the fact even that, household name Stan Lee is still crazy right. to me. And people are going, well, maybe maybe this is what we need to you know creatively look look what's happened. But that was always the realm. That was the nerd world watching movies over and over again, obsessing over characters, shipping. If you mm-hmm. want to talk, call it that, like. That was a small percentage of people did that. Most people went to the movies on Friday night. What's playing? Let's go see this. And, you know, that culture has taken over. Pop culture, nerdy pop culture has taken over culture in general. Now that right. everybody does this. Everybody's, oh, don't don't spoil it for me. You know, it's just yeah. the most mainstream thing in the world. Well, and we've, we've mentioned this before. And Star Wars is what the most comparable thing I have to. When Star Wars came out. was How much super, are we going to talk about Star Wars? As much as I can <laughs> throw in there. But when it came out, though. It wasn't a nerd thing. It was just popular. This yeah. was a cool, new, brand new thing, and that's what we have right here with with Avengers, with the Marvel MCU. Is this isn't a nerd thing? It's just this is pop culture right now. But yeah, I definitely think we've talked about this before. But you know, there've been comic book movies. You know, Christopher Reeve in the seventies, sure. the serials in the forties. Like mm-hmm. comic book movies are not a new thing. No. But yeah, something definitely changed with Iron Man, and I don't know if this is a great place to throw this in but i'm going to i was thinking to the people at large this 10 years has been tony stark's story people love robert downey jr they're following the iron man arc me personally the this is cap's universe we're all just living in it. <laughs> yeah. and you could say the same thing about thor i'm sure there are people who love thor and have loved to see him grow become worthy and become a king and lose his status and whatever but i had the thought if thor or cap had come out first i don't think we get here right i think Mm -hmm. the uh captain america the first avenger is a wonderful movie i enjoy the first thor movie not everyone does but i don't think without iron man clicking the Mm -hmm. way it did those all those three movies came out pretty close together but to me, Captain America and Thor were a little closer to what we were used to with a comic book movie. Right. And Iron Man was more of a regular guy. It, it clicked with a lot of people who were never fans of right. comic books. I have friends like that that just never were my comic book friends. But they're like, Iron Man's my favorite. Like, when that movie came out, that was that's the guy I connected with. So having these other more comic book typical movies... But people are like, oh, Tony Stark might have a cameo. Like, mm-hmm. that lent a thing. So, yeah, I, I, it, to me, I'm like, oh, they should have done the Captain America movie first. It was the period piece. He started everything. But then I don't I don't think that would have landed us where we are today. No. They might have been big, successful, fun movies. Maybe in but- a different timeline. <laughs> it could have happened. One of those <laughs> millions of differences happened. They yeah, it so off. thanks to John Favreau and yep. Robert Downey Jr., that's what that, they got us here. It's crazy. And and, the th- and anybody that knows anything about that movie, they didn't really have a script for that movie. They had an outline, <laughs> and it was I mean, <laughs> the thought that the, they went into that and just said, "Well, we have an idea what we want to do, and we'll, we'll we'll just fill it in as as we film." Is amazing. <laughs> I was first off like there. I was a little nervous because I was like, "This could ruin everything." 
Like, if they don't pull this off, like, I liked Infinity War, and I liked it even more when I rewatched it, could it, you know, could, you know, without expectations anymore, and, it, you know, I've liked it, but this needed to be better than that. This needed to be, you know, solve every problem and, and wrap up everything in this first, you know, phase, overall phase, this infinity saga. And so I was a little nervous. And then I, I was telling you the other day, I actually was kicking myself that I didn't, I wasn't spoiled for anything, but I, I, I feel like I should have tried harder to not be spoiled because if I would have got spoiled before I saw this, I would have just lost my mind. But like like I said, I've listened to people talk about it and they, oh, I saw, I, I knew this was going to happen. I knew that was going to happen. Not because they were spoiled. They just, because they'd sought out things. They had, mm-hmm. you know, I knew there was going to be, it's like, okay, I knew there was going to be some time travel because of the Doctor Strange thing we we knew that but i didn't go i didn't never saw set photos or any of this stuff i avoided it and luckily disney put out trailers that were didn't show you hardly anything they it was really well done that's another thing that shocked me after the fact was how little they showed because i can't imagine the disney executives wringing their hands and like can't we please put a couple of these jokes in can't we put fat Mm -hmm. thor in there people would love it it'd make a great trailer can't we show the shot of all the good guys lined up can't we show the shot of him holding the hammer like i i'm sure there are executives begging to put those are like those are made for trailer moments um them talking about that and that saying it we just said here's what we want you all we want you to show no, we don't want shit, shit. You can put it out however you want, but this is the only footage we want you to use. That's and, and Disney was just like, okay, they they they're like they didn't fight them about it. They were like, this that's fine. But then two days after I saw it, they were already running commercials where I saw the Hulk. They showed him like <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing a shirt now. And then last night I saw it was like the number one movie in the world is one of those commercials, and it showed the hammer flying oh, back man. and him catching it. So. Yeah. If, if you haven't seen it by now, yeah, you better good have seen luck. it. That's what I mean. You got something like that. You got to see the first. So weekend. they were they were very you know they held a lot close to the vest, but yeah. then they weren't going to do that forever. Yeah. So, but that's a big huge step forward. Mm-hmm. Normally we see half the right. movie yeah. in the trailers. I I totally agree. You can't you can't really watch the last trailer before a movie comes out because they really show a lot. Anyway, long story short, I wasn't spoiled. And thank God I wasn't because all of the big stuff that happened in there, I didn't know. I did not, was not anticipating the hammer. I I mean, and I should should have been, but I didn't let myself think about this stuff. I didn't let myself ex- have expectations. You mean in the moment or just beforehand? Before you saw the movie? Before? I, yeah. I did not expect the hammer until I saw the hammer come off the ground. Mm-hmm. So I grabbed my son's leg. I, w- I was bawling my eyes out as i was telling jordan i was like this is okay i've heard of people crying from joy you know like i'm sure (laughs) if you see one of the wonders of the world you know i'm i'm being totally serious my eyes have never seen anything i've 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 seen my child born (laughs) that's right here but way up here is seeing this like i i was just couldn't stand it mine like, eyes i've seen the glory right. well, i was just, steve rogers and- i was just my my eyes are i was just 
pouring tears seeing that like I can't believe it. I grabbed his leg it was like I knew what was going to happen and he didn't he was <laughs> he was like what and then he saw that uh, and that's not even the best moment to to me but when that when he gets a hammer I'm like oh my gosh I was just like losing my mind watching watching that just I honestly still I've seen it three times and that when that's happening it's like the it's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. I I got goosebumps the second time oh. just as much. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And I, this is, this is not to be that guy and be wow. I'm a fan. I've I've how many comics have you read? But right, like, yeah. I I think there's a difference. Like you can love these movies having never opened a comic book in your life, and I don't begrudge you one iota. But for us, there's just something different. This is. This is my life. Yeah. <laughs> quite this, literally. That's what I'm saying. This, quite literally. My... How I make a living. You know, everyone has stories of growing up, why you were in the comics, were you bullied, or were you? did you feel ostracized? Like, these mean a lot to people. And I don't know. It just, I, I've never in my life expected to share those emotions with a room full of people. That's such an odd moment from comics, which is my favorite moment in comics, is when he picks up Thor's hammer uh, in Thor 390. I've, I've, like, cherished that my whole life. I That's my favorite moment. And it's, like, such a spin-off moment. He wasn't even Captain America at the time. He was the captain. And he and ironically, they were fighting Seth, <laughs> the <laughs> serpent god of death. But, but I was like... And you went with Grand Poobah instead of serpent god of death. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Come on. But I was, I was like, this... And so, yeah, I feel like, like you're saying, it means more to us than anybody. But... I also sat there and that whole theater lost their minds. And I knew... That they got it. They they felt like I felt right then. You know, they may not have been gushing as many tears as I was in that moment, but they but these people got it, and I was that just is unfathomable to me. I have a coaster. I'm showing you. I have coasters. Friend of mine made with that image on it from of him picking up the hammer in the comics. I'm just like, it's like I and I never anticipated this. So my mind was blown. <laughs> oh, just like I'm telling you. Yeah, I had a little. I found myself, and I caught myself Thursday night as I'm, you know, on social media, and I'm seeing friends of mine, and uh, who are totally—they've never, never read a comic book in their life, and they're all checking in the theater. Oh, been waiting ten years for this, and I was like, really? <laughs> you know, I had that moment like. Really? Come and on. That's a that's a legitimate yeah. feeling. And then I was like, something has been a little bit taken from you. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I had to, you know, very quickly reel it in and go. I had to just be happy that people yeah. are going to go see yeah. this. Movie. Yeah, my my son. I was. I he gave me credit. I I said, are you excited? We're going to see this movie. IMAX. He was. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm into it. Uh, I was like, it's been ten years of this. I'm trying to hype him up. He's like, he's like, yeah, but I. I've been reading the comics for forty years. Yeah, I was like, "Good point." Thank, thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah. I read an interesting article that was talking about this. Premiered the weekend of the 
epic famous Game of Thrones episode. Which Cliff managed to watch them both in the Tell same me about day. Back I, said, to back. I said, who, anyone that watched those back to back should get a patch. Mr. Cliff Burns yeah. earned his badge, his sadness badge. But this was talking, like this weekend, again, this is, might all be hyperbole, but this weekend not. basically changed pop culture. Because what Endgame managed to do is different than any movie franchise has ever done. And what Game of Thrones did is something different than what TV has ever done. So movies were always, you get a two-hour chunk of story, introduce character, middle, beginning, middle, end, it's done. Go home. TV, you get the long-running serialization, but there are limits to the scope of the story you can tell. The epicness, the size, the length of it even. It used to just be an hour episode. So in the same weekend, we get the scale of the biggest budget fantasy movie ever made on the small screen and we get a movie franchise that we've been following for a decade in this serialized form and you know you only got that in comics comic fans cap you know captain america picking up the hammer means something because you've been reading for years and years and you know you know to be worthy he'd be worthy like and then when it happened, you know, it, because you know all the backstory and all this stuff, you you would never, if that movie was just a standalone movie and some guy in a, in a, a star-spangled shirt picked up a hammer, it doesn't mean anything. But the, you said the, your audience got it. Right. And the only reason they got it is because they've seen 22 other movies building that backstory. And they've seen them nev- all. Everybody's seen them all. We've never been able to do that before. <laughs> it's it's like, ridiculous. It's almost like, I mean, it's as crazy as saying to me that everybody in the world read all those comics. <laughs> you know, just what it feels like. It's like, to, for them to have sat down and watched all those movies just blows my mind. 22 installments over 10 years focusing on 10 franchises. And the fact that this could have very easily not been good oh <laughs> it was this, every re- had every reason to not yeah, be good had it not been good it would have killed everything <laughs> like that it would have just been, people would have been outraged and been like I can't believe I wasted 10 years on these movies just for this you know and it, it would have it could have killed it right there instead they just did it perfectly <laughs> but again I'm not sure is it a great film Right. Does it stand next to Godfather Part Two or what? It, like, mm-hmm. I don't know because it's not that. Well, I'll, I'll say say this because okay, I it's gonna be tough to say. I have no perspective. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but, but I will say this: having listened to film critics talk about it in, in the last couple of weeks, who never read comic books in their lives, they are all like. Saying the same thing as me. They're saying, I've never seen anything as pleasurable as this. You know, it, that, They're holding it up there of, of the greatest cinematic moments they've ever seen. I feel like 22 movies are all one movie now. It's this, the difference. This it's was totally the, different. This was the three-hour post-credit scene yes. to these other 22 right. movies. It was it just really all was. excitement. Because to sit down and watch a movie like The Godfather and... We're, we're just watching one it's it's a single s- story yeah that's it this is 22 stories how do you take how do I take that I'm in the middle of counting down a hundred of my favorite movies and and 
it can make every movie on there look like the tiniest nothing because of all those movies that right. made this movie. And they were they the Russo said, said they had this movie written before Infinity War. This was the easy movie to write. They were like, mm-hmm. we what do you think we've been setting up <laughs> for all these years is to get to t- tie all this stuff up. We we should talk about some moments. We have yet movie. to review the movie. Right. Right. We've, said not, we've said hardly anything about 45 minutes in and we okay. haven't even talked about let's, this. Let's well, I did movie. have I did okay. have one Facebook friend kind of just who has been holding out and she's like, "Okay, fine. What movie should I watch?" Had never seen any of them. Oh my god. And I so badly wanted to put, uh, you should probably start with Superman 4 Quest for Peace. <laughs> uh, then I'd probably jump in the Teenage Ninja, Tur- Ninja Turtles 3 because of the time travel aspect. You got to figure out yeah. all the rules. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I yeah. just wanted to mess with it. Yeah. I told somebody else that I've never watched any of them. Do, what do I have to watch to watch, watch this? I was like, don't, just don't watch it. But it's, I, that makes no sense either. Like, how can you not watch a movie? This movie did not hold your hand one bit. Just like yeah. Infinity War, mm-hmm. it threw you in. If you don't know these characters or how they're related or what the heck is going on, yeah. too bad. Yeah, too late. It's too late for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, start yeah. now, and you can be ready when the Blu-ray comes out. <laughs> yeah, and you know there are people out there that have not watched any of those movies, and then oh, walked, they'll tell you went and watched that movie, and then walked out. They're probably going. The only thing I know is Back to the Future is based on bullshit. <laughs> yeah, which was a great lie. <laughs> Uh, anyway, everybody shine. I, I listened to the Radlich and Broadcasting Network ah, review of this film I did with too. our friend Jesse Starcher. It's waiting for him to fight back, be Against. pro Back to the Future, and was no. disappointed. <laughs> the one movie to insult his favorite I'm not franchise. Convinced they liked it. But, okay, the plot. We won't go super detailed, but we're going to talk about the things we like. Basically, it starts out. Three weeks after the end of Infinity War. 21, 22 days. Is so that we, an odd to how many movies we, it's been? We had our Empire Strikes Back ending on the last yes. one. It was the downer ending. We didn't know how our heroes were going to get out of this. And we had to start from that low place. And, you know, we basically, everybody's sad. <laughs> you know. There were... That opening scene with the Barton family, oh my gosh, Hawkeye, yeah. which I knew exactly what was going to happen. I felt like a, a lot of people reacted to that. Yeah, I, I heard did. people were gasping and I sobbing, did. and yeah. I was just like, first scene I knew of the movie. They showed, I thought that was going to be the opening scene. You know, I just thought this has got to. Where was he in Infinity War? With his family, of yeah. course, he's going to lose his family. We know there's going to be Ronins. It was just like that stuff. I couldn't avoid knowing. I think it was just because it was so good. And besides Doctor Strange. That is a character that I'm just like I've been over 22 movies going just like eh whatever. I just rewatched a bunch of them and and I'm on board. I I like him on rewatch of these movies. And I, you are not you thought they got the Hawkeye character wrong. I yeah, but it, it's a little on me. It's just because I I have my Hawkeye's like a top three character for me of comics, and I I just don't. I didn't. I didn't like when I first saw him in Avengers. It just and he would, He was basically mind controlled the whole whole time. So anyway, on rewatch, I have enjoyed him, and I thought he was really good in this movie. And he's one of the few people they've actually built a supporting right. cast around of a family. So that's a good place to start. Like people are losing their families. So right. yeah. So that was great. He he lost his family and went and 
you know, they're, they're having to deal with that. I, I thought all that setup of everybody having, they were really showing the repercussions of this. And of course we see Tony in space and, you know, with Nebula, who I love. What, well, how that character's come a long way too. Uh, like this I, was kind of her movie. She was great. Yeah, <laughs> she, I thought nothing of her in the first Guardians. Yeah. I thought she was just cardboard thin. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as we again, we've had chance to build her. Just up. that first scene with them playing paper football. Yeah, everything she does in there is great. All her reactions, <laughs> you know, just like so good. Oh, she's she's excellent, Karen Gillan. Um, anyway, like we're not gonna go. Captain Marvel shows up. This was stuff that was filmed before she even did her movie. Yeah. So she kind of didn't even know what she was in this. And I thought she did fine. Were you and surprised by the short hair? It kind of caught me off guard. A little bit, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a comic book thing. So they were kind of giving a nod to her haircut. And it, it shows the passage of time. Like, it made right. sense when I saw it, but it, I was a little surprised, yeah. Yeah. I was more surprised how little she was in it. Yeah, the beginning. And then at the very end, and being <laughs> like well, she you, was the last big movie, yeah, right? And we had to throw her She's in to fresh on the brain, build but up that, to that. But it's just all that, just like Black Panther and all of them. They they're just like this movie was about the core Avengers. That's why they got dusted all of the other ones in the last movie, so, so we could yeah, the people, have this last movie. The people who loved Captain Marvel felt disappointed because mm-hmm. there was so little of her. She had little to do with the plot. The people who hated Captain Marvel. We're so up and our Captain Marvel better not ruin this movie. Like they, they, they had no reason to be upset either. So I don't know. It was an odd balancing act. So they figure out that they can find Thanos, and they go get, you know, they go find him, and they kill him. And that's that's great because we we knew that was the plan right like at the end of that other movie while the surviving avengers are going to have to do what they can to try to go get the stones back and and like that could have been two hours of the movie putting a plan together to go against Thanos. no just get it over with they go oh it doesn't work now we have to go to plan b and after that i don't know what's happening i don't have any idea where the plot goes from there that's what i mean that that's why i was all the anticipation people were like well this is gonna happen and this is gonna happen that movie they did it like in the first 20 five minutes or whatever that has all that has happened so that was great i really thought they were gonna go and get their ass kicked and then that that's what was gonna take them to you know regroup and oh well we have to go back in time and do it that way but they yeah i I, I agree could have went down like that but i i like yeah chop chop his head off great stuff and then boom five years later that meant, that was maybe the biggest gasp for me of this whole movie mm-hmm. that this matters it, you know oh he snaps people out of existence we all knew oh Spider-Man has a movie he'll be back like right. we knew it was all going to be undone everyone going into it knew that but we didn't know how much is going to matter later if you read the original Infinity Gauntlet comic it's my biggest criticism of it when it gets undone, no one remembers. Silver Surfer, Adam Warlock, a handful of cosmic level characters know what happened. But the rest of the universe, blink, it gets fixed. They never knew they were gone. So I thought, if this movie just undoes everything, 
Right. That's we don't no want good. that. Right. So when it says five years later, we see trash piled up. We see lives ruined. Baseball's on <laughs> hiatus. Like, that. those are stakes. Like, this has mattered for a long time and, for everyone in the galaxy. And that's another thing. Like, this is the one thing that the movies have over comics is this, that this stuff matters. These characters can't be forever. These people age. <laughs> that's the. That's what is bringing me to tears that these people get old it's so and that that's why it's like wow now i i it raises my regard of some of these movies like this i can never get this again i don't know if that's the right way to do it but i i mean as far as my the things i love it's like wow there's a there's now a finite amount of these particular characters the way and perfect casting and things. Yeah, those were my only two worries going into this, that A, time travel would just undo everything and it would be fixed, or B, this would be used just to set up more story, the right. way we've done for 10 years, and just how are we introducing the X-Men or whatever. But no, this proved, <laughs> like, no, this, yeah, it happened, and we're going to fix it, but it's still going to have happened. Same way, like, Battle of New York. You know, the first mm-hmm. Avengers movie still has repercussions to movies that just came out. All the Netflix shows. Like, how many comic books and cartoons? Like, the city gets destroyed every week. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, in these these movies have really added stakes to all this. They're still rebuilding the stuff that blew up eight years ago. That's, that's yeah, that's so grounded. And I, that's, that's just kudos. And thank God for this rat. Knock that thing in Scott's van, and you know I really would have liked a recap somewhere in the movie from what's the character's name? Oh, Luis. <laughs> that's the only thing this movie was missing. Yeah. But um, anyway, he came back and only felt like five hours to him. He's like comes back once to pull off a time heist. I was like, are that what? I was like, you mean I did not know they were gonna do this? Like I know some that people did, but I did not know that that was the way they were going to do it like if they were going to not only use time travel but they were going to go back basically into the movies that we'd been watching all this time like that was genius and i don't know full disclosure i don't know if they did it all exactly the way i would have done like i think there there may have been some some stuff left on the table that they could have took advantage of but for the most part it was pretty great yeah that could have been a three hour movie yeah. going into every right. movie from the oh, past we could have had a movie how did Hulk yeah. get from here yeah. to there yeah <laughs> that, that could have been just as fun right but they had to limit it but anyway so then they had to get Tony and he's got a daughter you know that was that was neat to see and and that create a lot a lot of the lines that Tony said in this movie man out of context I could apply to our lives like some of the stuff just profound things he was saying i'm uh, gonna sell all your toys yeah yeah but just telling them you know you know talking to them about his his he he wasn't willing to give up what he, he he'd had like they were so lucky he and pepper even say they're so lucky that they survived this snap you know what are they willing to risk that for everyone for these half the population you know and yeah on first viewing 
Tony comes off as the bad guy there. Like, he's so selfish. And then I watch it a second time, and it's like, he's that's a valid concern. Right. Monkeying with the timeline, you could screw things up worse like any other time travel movie we've seen. Right. And he's not... Wait- I mean, I'm always... You date... I Okay, I was going to say you, but I will daydream about time travel. Like, when would you go back to? What point would you go back to? Well, once you have a kid, you can't go back any, beyond that because then you, you're you never going to have the exact same kid, you know? And it's like... So I understand what he's saying. This is It's a big risk. And that when he comes to Cap and says, you know... Do I want to go back? One, save these people? I hope so. Keep everything I've got? Have to. Have to do that. It's like, that's that was just so well done. So, so what, as a time travel connoisseur, mm. did you buy the rules? I love that. I love that they took all those movies that listed off all these movies like Back to the Future's <laughs> <laughs> which was hilarious but just to say you know I've die hard yeah when you're thinking of all the different ways time travel can work I let I've thought about that before that you're you know your it's always going to be your stream you're going on you your future will become your past and and I was perfectly happy with that way of doing it because then there was you can't just start changing everything and I, I didn't have any problem with the time travel. I, I, yeah, when I figured out that's the route they're going when they first started talking about yeah. points in time, I'm like, oh, they're going to go back to the other movies. And immediately my two conflicting thoughts were, oh, I want to see every bit of this. And then it was like, oh, they might mess stuff up. Because, you mm-hmm. know, it, they could have went back and made it all a joke or they could have gone back and, oh, we're going to change history. And then the movies don't, you know, the movies right. play they, out differently yeah. later or whatever. But... I, yeah. I I thought they did as well as could be done. Yeah, the only questionable things for me were with Cap at the end, but all I had to have was a couple more pin particle things, and he could do whatever he needed to do. Uh, yeah, full disclosure, I have put no thought into plot holes. No, I can't. What leads to this time? Well, did this really happen, or could this? Like, I'm still in that honeymoon phase of just this was amazing. Right. I I, 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 I haven't put on my critical hat for this and tried to pick anything apart. Yet. I don't want. I don't want to. And I movies that I do find like when I watch a movie the first time, I'm like, oh, there's this obvious thing that will bother me. It kind of ruins the movie for me. There was nothing like that in this to me. Like I, I felt like they explained it. Each time I watch it, it makes sense to me. But so, every review, I'll see a comment thread of, yeah, but what about that? I just scroll because like, yeah, I don't well, want to dig in. You're looking for stuff. Yeah, you're looking I, for problems. N- that was not important to any of no. this. This is a comic book movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, that holds up. I guess I don't, I, I, I don't want to say it like that because I do think you have to be able to face some of the scrutiny and make sense. But I think it does. Um, the answers are out there. If you look up, some people, you know, it makes it's easily explained i guess um so they go back they all go back they have to go get the stones and they all separate into teams how those were determined i'm not sure but i do think it's funny because it, they did it kind of like if we were you know if they were writing the movie they would be like okay when would they have to go to do this to find the stones and i like how they ended up I mean, I had heard that they said they didn't want to go back to the original Avengers movie, and that 
somebody said you don't understand that they have to go back to that movie because that that's when the most of them you don't understand it's the perfect time to go back but they all fit so well too of you know thematically you know it wasn't james james rose have anything to do with nebula but like they had a connection there like all these teams made sense on even on deeper levels too now now one of my favorite scenes we've skipped over because we haven't talked about thor and his right which I love that song. The song they play when Hulk's in the back of the truck, and it yeah. just sounds like, you know, it's such a that happy was that, song. that was like a Wes Anderson moment. Yeah, I love yeah. that. But we have Fat Thor, Thor. Fat have- Thor, and and Korg, and uh, and what's the little guy's name? Meek Meek, playing sitting there playing video games, drinking beer all day. <laughs> Yeah. When Cor's got the headphones on, he's like, Thor, Thor. Yeah. He's doing it again. <laughs> Get bullied. Oh, uh, loved it. So yeah, we it had the good. return I, of Taika Waititi yes. as Korg. Korg wearing the pineapple shirt yeah. Taika wore on the press tour. They got a lot of attention. So I got to tell you, I love this Thor. I, I, they figured out Chris Hemsworth has good comic timing and they right. have chosen to use it but not only on that the, he had a very emotional journey here too of finding out who you know he doesn't have to be what he's expected to be and realizing who he is i just i think they just did a great job of letting that character just not be what he is expected to be and yeah. and what makes him boring honestly this this gives much more you know, brings interest out of me for that character, a fat Thor that's like, you know, just worried about his place in the universe and what has, you know, all the people he's lost. The scene with him and Rene Russo was great. Now she just recognizes that he's from another time and things. Now I kind of felt the opposite about the Hulk. If one thing kind of, it not necessarily bothered me, but I was just like, I'm not really on board with it. It was. I miss. I I'll, I'll I like that because you know there was smart Hulk in the comics. Yeah, and, and that needed to happen at some time. But I do feel out of both those movies, we never got Hulk Hulk. Yes, I I had that thought for the Hulk. It didn't bother me, but for the Hulk fans out there, mm-hmm. kind right. of got cheated in the last movie. Banner never turned into yeah. Hulk. Right after the first ten so minutes. They thought, they, I'm sure they thought this movie we're gonna see him Hulk, and then out. this movie he's a different Hulk. So yeah. I, if I, you know, there are people Hulk's their favorite character. Like he's yeah. he's one of the core group, and I could see being upset that they didn't get the payoff. You know, Cap got a payoff, Iron Man got a payoff, Thor got a payoff. Right. Hulk was a little bit like, uh, he's yeah, he's kind of a joke. Yeah, agree. Although yeah. he's like under the holding up all the concrete later oh, yeah. as Hulk, that's like straight out of Secret Wars. Oh, indeed. Um, I thought that and uh, wearing the black tank top, it was out of like the eighties. Peter David. Oh yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He always wore the black tank top when he was Smart Hulk. So yeah. a couple of Easter eggs there. So they all go in their groups, and we ha- had a uh, Thor and Rocket went to Asgard and. and did that got the whatever stone reality stone yeah, from the ether uh, from Natalie Portman, and then which which I, I didn't know she was coming back. I don't think she surprise. was. I don't think she was. I think that's footage from the Dark World. 
Well, she was at the premiere, though. Well, I'm sure she got paid. Which, well, I'm just saying. I mean, if if you it's wanted possible to, she stood up there. But I, I I heard that was just footage they had from Dark World, which is whatever. She was in it. That, that was literally the only thing I was spoiled for this movie was that she was in it, and I I, I was like, oh okay. Then I was realizing how big this slate mm-hmm. was here. But yeah, definitely the Rene Russo stuff. Like these comic books in general are just decades and decades of daddy issues yeah. for the characters and the creators and the readers. We've all got daddy issues. Yeah. But to have this character and his mom have this connection, that's such a rarity. You know, we get Tony and his dad. Yeah. Everybody's trying to please their father. Like, but to to ha- you know, he has problems with Odin as well. But yeah, to have that moment of kind of recapturing everything thanks to her was a nice little twist on things. Oh, trust me. All three times, all I could think was, I would love to go back in time and talk to my mom. So I was like, oh, I was listening so intently to their conversation. It was it was great. And yeah, I just, just that Thor, because he's, he's been the joke for a couple movies now. But yeah, they've given him such a great yeah, but it's arc not as well. All joke, like you're saying, it's all hard. He's been alive for thousands of years, and like right. he spent the first year, you know, as the the warrior son trying to prove his worth, and then he got it, and then he lost it. And it's like, yeah, that's such a great arc to follow. He Which, would be depressed, and yeah, and her letting him not know, know his just place. be what you are. You know, that was so good. And yeah. sitting around in the living room for a couple years. You know, in his lifespan, that's just a blip. It's <laughs> taking a weekend off to right. find yourself. You right. Know? Yeah. And then after seeing this movie, and we've seen, you know, the whole Cap and, and Iron Man story come to an end, Chris Hemsworth just signed on for like four or five more MCU movies. As Guardians of the Galaxy, man. <laughs> coming soon. So, and then we had... Uh, like you said, Nebula and Rhodey, which was hilarious mm-hmm. that they ha- have the whole Peter Quill. We get to hear outside his head. I was like, that was a great. That was great. That was so good. Oh, so he's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they go in and she gets the power stone and reaches in there. And I love that. Like, she's mm-hmm. like, it's changing her. She's, you know. It's frying her hand you know, off. That's so, that's just so cool. She is a cool looking character and this the you know, the last couple of movies she just really has shown out. Uh okay. Steve, come on. Well, well we have the whole thing. Okay, there Iron Man goes in there and says about Steve's ass in the old uniform, which I don't hate the old uniform. Everybody gives it a bunch. I like have liked all his uniform. They gradually get better. But I don't mind the old uniform. Every time I see it run on TV, that's the one glaring thing that sticks out to me is that bright yeah. blue uniform. It does Although I have to say, speaking of the illustrious Michael K. Easton, he dressed up during Free Comic Book Day as Captain America. And a woman came up to him and said, have you seen the new movie? And he goes, yeah, I saw it. He goes, okay, then maybe this won't be that weird. Can I get a picture of you from the back? <laughs> and he's like, absolutely, ma'am. I am America's ass. <laughs> yeah. And after that had happened, I had no idea. My really, my whole intention of going to Free Comic Book Day was hoping Michael would still be there so I could make a joke right. about him being Marietta's ass, <laughs> <laughs> and then he was gone. So I had to tell I had to tell Jordan and Justin and Jared my joke. All right, so somebody good. thought that's it was good. funny. Yeah, but uh, 
when he he does you know, he whispers hail hydra which was a great touch to those guys in the elevator and you know gets this scepter or whatever but when he sees himself and he's like you know oh he's like what he even said he's like it's like oh you gotta me you know and he has to fight himself because he's evolved over these past few years. He's a different person. He's a different And character. I had always anticipated because even from the first Avenger, when he takes the trash can lid and holds it up with a scrawny body in the alley and says, I can do this all day. Uh, and then he does it again later. I'm like, the last movie, he's going to be saying that. I did not expect it to be in this capacity where he says it. He, he knows his old, his past self is a little more pompous and full of himself. He's like, I can do this yeah, I know. That was so good. And then when he says, that is America's ass. Oh, my gosh. That that got, that theater lost its mind laughing at that. That's that's one of the best jokes I've ever heard. So and, uh, yeah, you wonder, is that, you know, is this like, you know, they, they obviously were going back and, well, people made fun of that costume. This is, this is a way we can lampshade right. that. So, yeah, you wonder, was that, was that you know, improvised at some point or was that, were they aiming for that joke the entire time? I, I, either, it's genius if they stumbled upon it. I don't know how they could have done it. But anyway, they, the Hulk stairs thing was kind of funny. You know? <laughs> so he busts out and screws up their plan. Loki gets the cube and there's your Disney Plus series. Yep, there it is. There's one of your alternate realities where he gets the cube. They're going to come back later and put, replace the cube. But in some alternate timeline, Loki is going to be blipping through time mm-hmm. or doing something. So, Hoping every blip will be the next blip. I'm- yeah, I'll have a quantum <laughs> leap joke later. You've already read it. No, but uh, the... And then uh, what? what's left we just have hawkeye and scarlet Witch. well we had we had tony's whole thing with with his dad uh, well that's that's is that after that's this later yeah. oh okay yeah but it, they go there they're black, black what, widow <laughs> scarlet Witch. sorry black widow but they uh i was thinking scarlet johansson yeah, yeah. they uh what planet is that vermeer vermeer okay where the soul stone is <laughs> chad Michael, yeah, they go uh, and the red where the red skull is, and he, you know, they don't know what they're getting into. Although it's kind of up in the air how much Nebula knows. She said her her father murdered her sister there. She says, and uh, but she she doesn't clear to them, you know, what happens there, how you get the. Well, how would stuff. she know? No one knows. No, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. But they get there. I love that stuff. You know, uh, them a, talking to each other as a Cap fan. Are you a little disappointed though that it wasn't Steve Rogers that went to go get that stone and encounter the Red School? No, because he does at the end. Well, it's I know, right? <laughs> Some point he goes there and he meets up with them and says, "Here's your stone back." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. But well, hmm, okay. But uh, I liked those two characters because they've had they've. You know, as they're going there, it's like this is a long way from Budapest and things like that. They've, I, I, I'm sure in this Black Widow movie we'll find out whatever happened in Budapest, maybe. But because they've mentioned that before, oh yeah, that's an old running thing between them, showing the history between them and standing. It makes sense in retrospect, but standing there, I didn't know which one was going over. No, I I, either one would have made sense. Yeah, going back about this stuff. 
Yeah, it makes sense of, okay, she doesn't have any connections. Like, he would have to go back to his family. That makes sense in retrospect. But as I'm watching it, I'm like, I, I don't know. who or Is this going to be the permanent death? That's it's a big one. Right. And, and, you know, it's... I agree with some of the talk that it doesn't make him more important because he has a family. And, that, and it's kind of a knock on people that don't didn't decide to have a family. She has a family. It's the Avengers. And she's losing people, too. But... Um, Which, and also, it's the only woman in this core Avengers. And she was already kind of the center of controversy in the last couple movies. Right. Saying she was broken because she couldn't have kids. Yeah. So, like, you think they might have been a little more careful with how they yeah. presented her. And then at the end, barely mentioned that <laughs> she didn't make it either. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, what? They stood by the... I mean, they have a big funeral for him, and then yeah. they make a small comment. By so the yeah, water. me saying Hulk fans could be disappointed. I think any Black Widow fans, absolutely, I have no, and, I have no yeah. negative. Yeah, you, know, you, you have every right to your feelings. And after all this time watching and rewatching these movies, I have a, a big appreciation for her playing this character. Like this whole beginning of the movie was her, like just like trying to keep things together keep this things running the way they're supposed to be running she's not dying her hair blonde anymore just letting it grow grow out she's not even paying attention to that she's dealing with all the problems in the universe basically as she's running the avengers you know it's just like i i love yeah as you said that's her family she she is all she knows so where else would she go so i mean i thought that was a good as much as I don't know if they could have, what they could have done better, I, I liked the way she went out, sacrificing herself for everybody, and it, it was pretty awesome. Um, and then so, yeah. they can't, like he said, they can't, they screwed up because Loki took time. I mean, what stone is it? The the tesseract and space, they uh, space yeah. gem or whatever. and they so they have to go back to 1970, correct? Yeah. Anybody that hasn't watched Mad Men, I hope at least you could get a glimpse of how good John Slattery is. He is, you know, he's playing Howard Stark here, but he's such a good actor and has all these sharp comments, great deliveries. And I, I mean, it's hard to go toe to toe with Robert Downey Jr. and and he did. I, I like that stuff. Between I would have traded it all for a little more Jarvis. <laughs> oh, whatever. I, I, I did. I was. <laughs> And I haven't watched Agent Carter that show in for since it was on. And then I was when it, he's there, I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's actually Jarvis." <laughs> Does that whole thing, that whole interaction, kind of redeem the whole Winter Soldier killing Tony's parents thing with him? Do you think? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I I think they he kind of seemed to kind of get over that. They, I like that they, you know, they basically lost an Infinity War because they're still fighting and they couldn't work together, you know. And they, this is all they've had to work together. He and Steve have had to get over whatever this is. I saw that fan theory floating around that in Ultron, where they're all trying to lift the hammer. Steve couldn't, you know, he barely moved it, and it was because he wasn't worthy because he was keeping this secret right. from Tony. That he knew mm-hmm. Bucky killed him, yeah, that makes sense. and then clearing the air made him more worthy. But yeah, that's just that's fan, fan thinking. Yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. Again, we get the father son moment. You know, yeah. there's always tension between the Stark family. So yeah, good, good moment. moment he tried. 
to simulate for us. Was it in the last movie or whatever? No, in Civil War. And it, where he simulates trying to be there, and, it, and he's just his parents are just, you know, and he's not getting along with him. Tony's a parent now himself, has a different perspective. Right. The only problem is at 70, that means he is 48 years old, and there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> um, Plus, we got a long-haired Hank Pym, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we Michael Douglas again takes to the face de-aging and they get the pin particles take off they're back and there's no Natasha and then they go down stand on the dock and all I could think was that the Hulk grabs that bench and I was like it should have been a refrigerator <laughs> he should have been picking up a refrigerator and throwing it across the lake because I knew so many people were going to say that they fridged her and that gave, giving them a reason to go fight. But I disagree with all that talk for anybody that wants to throw that at us. I, I think she's a well-established character. She's not a damsel in distress. She chose to do what she did and she helped them get where they are. Um... And now we get to the next phase of the movie, basically, mm-hmm. where what happens? What happens next? They right? build an infinity gauntlet. Yeah. <laughs> and they have to decide who's going to use it. I love the mannerisms Thor gave me, kind of like, oh, well, I'll, uh, I'll put it on. You know, and they're like, hold up there. You're really messed up in the head. You know. And then it really da- it didn't dawn on me till right then what was up with, like, I didn't get until then looking back at when they killed Thanos he was all torn up mm-hmm. and stuff from using mm-hmm. it I'm like oh you gotta be a real formidable person to use it it's totally setting up the ending I'm just now figuring out that <laughs> and I'm like totally oblivious to how this is gonna end which was set up all the way back in Guardians you know it took the whole yeah. team holding it yeah. to even contain the power of one gem so sorry. good and you know so obviously the Hulk's gonna do it no, that was great they I loved all that. They all get their costumes on, barn door protocol and everything, and mm-hmm. did that. And then opened up the doors. and But right before they could pull it off, here comes Thanos. We, we kind of skipped the whole thing with Nebula and all and Gamora and all that. But we got Gamora back because of that 2014 timeline. Yeah, if I was lost anywhere, it was, well, okay, when did... What does Thanos know and when did he know it? Like that kind of, right. okay, but I'm not going to get a chalkboard out and track the whole yeah. timeline. But yeah, it, it made enough sense to me that I was just going with it. Yeah. Uh, so then he, the whole place gets crumbled. We're into the final part of the movie here. The last, you know, the battle. Hour and a half. An hour, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which was so epic. We, we, everybody's buried under the concrete and we basically get... Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America going to face off with Thanos. He's just sitting there, and Thor pulls in Stormbreaker and MJ. They crack lightning. They braid his beard. <laughs> it's like let's get him proper this time. And they and I'm just like, this is so awesome. And you get the three. They get show this back shot and you could just see the three silhouettes of those characters getting ready to walk down there to Thanos I'm like oh my gosh I that, was losing that made me so happy to 
you know, this we've had ten years to get these. These are the three. These yeah. are the, the Avengers. The Avengers Trinity. The man. Trinity. And to make them front and center, it's it didn't last long. But these are the three we followed the longest, have the most movies under their belts, have the most backstory, and this was their moment. This is their final moment to yeah. be this. They'll never again will it be these three characters. And we kind of skipped over when he got Mjolnir back, and that he's still oh, that worthy. Was great. I'm still worthy. That, that was so that good. feeling of like you know, we've seen him down in the dumps, barely hanging on, and then like. That's a great moment. Yeah, knowing the hammer still came to him. That and, you, and all that, just the fact that it it doesn't exist anymore because Hella broke it, and now he can go. He goes back in time and gets it. Genius, it's genius. <laughs> I love that. That's why I would never have anticipated he was going to pick up a hammer if I didn't. There was no hammer. Yeah, hammer's gone. <sighs> that take that. So then they. Walk down there and fight him, and they're not. I'm like, they can't beat him. Like I was a little, like you, the three of you got two freaking hammers, <laughs> Thor, and you know, and, and he has and, no gems. He has no gems at this point. It's I know. Just that's Thanos. what I'm saying. It, it's just like, I mean, obviously he's supposed to be powerful anyway, and you know he's got this great armor and this whatever. I don't know what this blade's made of, but it must be something as good as vibranium or better. And then. They, but what I did love the moments in that fight are the change from Avengers, where they were fighting each other, and Thor shoots lightning at Iron Man, and he absorbs it and realizes what it does. And in this movie, he has a thing on his back that opens up for Thor to charge him. <laughs> He's like, uh, "This is how we do it now. Shoot it right here." <laughs> that was awesome. And then Thor gets beat down. And then the hammer raises off the ground, and I am balling my eyes out. So, I mean, he's like calling down lightning and yeah, everything. He's yeah. He knew, yeah, he knew. Yeah. He knew all he's the been moves. Watching, he saw the Thor movies, yeah. right? Like two seconds before it happened, and I think the movie it, we're looking at Thor's face, and I didn't mean to, but I said it out loud, and I went, "Oh, cap!" Like that. <laughs> And, like, I said it loud enough to where, like, my whole family heard it because they all looked at me. And I was like, oh, you know, yeah. and just kind of watch the movie. I just grabbed Nick's leg because I, I was like, this is happening. And I, you know, and then and Thor Thor loved it. He was just like, I knew it. And I'm like, yes, it was just so perfect. Uh, what a moment. Uh, it's it's one of – it's I, – I, it's probably – uh, I still there's a better moment for me, but it is up there. This movie has some of the best moments I've ever seen in my life. Like seriously, that's uh because it, it premiered Thursday, so I was still at work all day Friday, hadn't seen it yet, and I had several customers come in that day. Like, have you seen it yet? And they were good, right? But one Christian, I believe he sometimes listens to the show, so shout out to you, Christian. He was he said, I won't say anything except. That's the scariest thing I've ever heard yeah. anyone say, by the way. Uh, it has the best moment in movie history. I was like, well, that's, 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 that's not overselling yeah, it. We're not and it, 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 expectations it, it is. Not so he was it's, right. He's right. Yeah, I, I mean. I wondered how you were going to do that because, like, had it been me, I would have had a, like, I would have locked the front door right. and had a sign in there and been like, like ring the bell. It's like. That's the worst place on earth to be. Yeah. In a comic book store. I have like 
I have some sort of statement written out for you to sign before you can come in <laughs> right. the store. That's seriously, you, I, you should have done that. But anyway, I I was just like so in awe of that. Yeah, I I I had said to a friend of mine, I was like, well, I want to, when you go see it, I want to see it because this I have to be there when you see this. And I, I was trying not to. I should shouldn't have been saying anything, but I'm just like, I you're not gonna believe it. <laughs> I was that guy, you know. I just I can't help it. But generally, to me, I'm a little more cynical. And like, people when people that, shout yeah. and cheer in a theater, it's like, all right. But this was this was a payoff was to a, so much, and it was yeah. just it just earned this movie these was cheer. worthy. Yes, it could pick up the. <laughs> so they all get the crap beat out of them. You know, everyone's underground. You know, there's a, the other ones. That's how they explain that. But it ends up just being Cap. And he's full Brian Hitch, Ultimates uniform by now. Just cruddy. He's got the hammer. His shield's busted up. You get the panoramic shot. That shot is so... After watching (laughs) it the first time, I'm like, was that the best shot I've ever seen in my life? Right. And I watched it the second time specifically because I'm like I just maybe it's just the the emotion and the mm. moment I was in but I'm like screw Lawrence of Arabia yeah. screw Gone with the Wind that shot of the battlefield and Cap alone on the alone on one side like that is everybody coming oh in. It man is. that may be my screensaver forever <laughs> <laughs> like and that is the core of I could do this all day yeah. without saying it just, that is uh, the the moment of Infinity Gauntlet the as long as one man stands against you yep. moment where Cap stands right up to Thanos chest to chest. And it's all done wordlessly. That pulling of the shield uh, tight uh, and the gritting of the teeth. teeth. It's that that was a perfect movie moment. I can't even I can't people Gosh <laughs> First off movie fans of the Marvel movie fans aren't I get. I could get it if somebody doesn't understand how big that is. But when I hear comic book fans watch this and not get how lucky we are to have seen this, you know, perfectly depicted, I, I don't even know what is a matter with them. I do not. How? I mean, I know we are holding it in super high regard, but how are they not all holding it right there? And then, what a moment! When right then you hear Sam's voice and he's at Cap can hear me and he says, On your left. I am I swear to God, I was like, I my contacts are gonna come out of my eyes. <laughs> I am crying so hard at how perfect that was. The setup in Winter Soldier of him running by Sam saying on your left and it just for years later that that to be how he finds out they're coming back it, oh, I was like losing I missed that moment in the first time because people Which were is very people, possible. people were cheering yeah. and it was quiet yeah so I'm like I know he said something and I think I, I figured it out later before I saw it the second time yeah, yeah it's that's good and I, I, we finally get one of those Doctor Strange things portals mm-hmm. opening up and out comes Black Panther and Shiri and what's her name Akoya, I can't say it. Um, which was awesome. And out flies the Falcon. 
I was like, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> and then they all start opening epic seeing get to see all these characters from over the years coming out guardians of the galaxy and the ravagers uh, were in there yeah howard the duck howard the duck (laughs) howard the duck was in there yes the one that surprised me though at the moment and it was so weird was valkyrie i wasn't expecting valkyrie oh really and then when she comes out and she's on the pegasus i was like Where'd she get that horse? <laughs> and all a lot's been going on in the last five years. And Spider Man, when he comes out, and you know how much that has meant to Tony and everything. It just it basically is what made him decide to go ahead and research the time travel thing. We saw Peter's picture, like, oh man, that moment earlier on where he, when he first sees Steve, when he gets back from space, and that moment between them, and he just says, "I lost the kid." It's like, I started tearing up then. We're talking five <laughs> minutes into the movie. I'm like, that is so set up. You know, and knowing the tension between those two characters, they haven't seen each other. Mm-hmm. You know, they were fighting on different planets, you know. And I could see being disappointed going into this. I thought we were going to get all these heroes in the movie. And mm-hmm. like, you save it for the last reel. But just the payoff so good. I don't. I hope people weren't disappointed that Spider Man or Captain Marvel they weren't in the whole movie. Yeah, this this is the setup. This is we get everybody. Doctor Strange. Everyone's back there. They all kind of line up, and this is my. I'm gonna say this is my favorite movie moment ever. <laughs> uh, I knew it was coming. It was like. He's going to say Avengers Assemble. So I was expecting that. So why do they hold off? Why did he never say it in any of the other movies? Were they built? Were because, they always building to this? Yes. They were always building to this. And that's just... That's the amount of forethought. Oh, my gosh. I was like, there's no way he's... I, I had no doubt. Like, I wasn't like, oh, no, if he doesn't say it, that's going to ruin it for me. Because it would have. It's like... But I just knew he was going to say it. But again, what a nerdy thing. Like... It's never Thank been. You. It's no reference to any previous movie. Right. There's kind of a joke at the end of Ultron. He says Avengers, and then it cuts yeah. out. So, like, did people even get why that's a huge moment? I it is. You can see yeah. it visually. No, because I don't hear anybody say, talking about it. But this was why the it's the moment is bigger to me is because it's that. And he I said, involuntarily like clapped and like pumped my oh fist my and like I couldn't I physically couldn't contain myself. I, I made like a when, when this moment happened. He he says Avengers and then he catches the hammer and I was like oh and he said then he says assemble and I, I'm like I was ready for Avengers assemble I wasn't ready for Avengers catch the hammer hold your shield up. Assemble, and I was like, "I'm telling you, that's the best thing my eyes have ever seen and my ears have ever heard." <laughs> Crying to my newborn baby, forget it. I'm telling you, that that. Well, he delivered that line perfectly, much oh, more than any baby could ever do. That's true, <laughs> freaking baby, freaking baby. <sighs> so anyway, I'm not. This is not hyperbole. <laughs> this is, I mean, everything I'm saying. And and then we get we get the Civil War airport face-off times a thousand. We get every hero we have running across 
against hordes of villains, faceless villains for the most part, but still we get we got to see so much in the next few minutes. And you say, what a great moment uh, when they have the wrong hammers and he says, oh, no, you take the little one. I'm like, oh my gosh, he just gets to keep it. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Uh, not to me, yeah, what, what's the guy's name? I'm blanking. Dr. Strange's buddy. Wong. When he says, what, you want him more? And Ant-Man comes up out of the ground. Yeah. Uh, Busting up, you knew he was going to grow and get them out of the ground. And they've got, they're all there. They have it. Is there anything from the battle you want to say? Uh, it was, I mean, it was all just fan service. It was all just fun. Yeah, I love it. Like, you know, I'm sure it could. Oh, the filming made with you know the the how clear was it or how you know the action? This makes sense. Whatever, I don't okay. care. But I the thought I had in the theater, and I hated myself for even thinking it. But I thought, oh, you know what would have been cool? <laughs> I was like, if Thanos had recruited all the villains from the past movies. Oh yeah. I was like, that makes no sense to his character <laughs> or this plot. But you know, if Abomination stepped up and oh, the Red Skull gosh. walked in and Whiplash, you know, his <laughs> bird, and like, and like, there's just a line of villains yeah. too. I was like, that's the only thing that could have made this better. It would have been ridiculous, but I, I may have passed. It. I I did think. It did cross my mind once because, like I said, it's my fa- that's my favorite movie moment ever. And I still am like, I know I wouldn't have liked it any better, but it would have probably hit me just as hard if he'd have said for Natasha or something, you know. Uh, just something like nobody said anything about her. Mm-hmm. And, like, and even when they had, I've heard a lot of chatter about all the women when, you know, okay. Things are going bad. They start shooting down at the ground. Everybody's got to put their Doctor Strange shields up, and uh, all of a sudden they have to turn the cannons. And Captain Marvel comes down and takes out their ship, you know. And they're, I mean, oh, I love the, you know, the Peter running with the Hawkeye running with the football, you know, with the gauntlet. Peter running with the gauntlet and heads up. Brooklyn or Queens or whatever, and he grabs, he webs the hammer and goes across there, and that was all, all great. But then she comes down, and all the women form around her, and everybody's got this huge problem. Yeah, with I've, I've seen with some. how they're conveniently near each other. It was like a minute ago they were all just standing around. They could have went wherever the heck they wanted to because they were all just standing there, not even fighting because they aimed their guns the other way. I've seen it three times. It's not like they're. <laughs> It's impossible for them to. What my thing is, they didn't take the time in all these movies to give these women a chance to fight together and things like they should have, because there's probably not enough women writers in the room, and hopefully they work on that over time. But so they thought this was a little heavy-handed, and maybe it was. But for me. In the moment, I thought at least it was something, and I thought it was cool as heck. You're never going to have all these characters there in the same location again. It was cool to see how many women heroes they did have. You know, I was wondering what you thought Even about that. Rescue swooping in, yeah. Pepper Potts in this mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I read an article or two that was from the feminist side of things, like too little, too late. It is. You, you threw it. A, you threw us a little bone in it, but it's not. And the fact sh- that they do it and and she's not there, yeah. kind of hurts. Yeah, with the marquee female character, and I get that perspective. Fine. Um, I I just hated sitting in the theater 
my brain automatically thinks, oh, what are people going to say about this? Right. That it's, you know, diversity for diversity's sake or whatever. I didn't like knowing there would, there would be a reaction. And it right. took me out of the movie for a second. And I thought, well, that was, you know, do you cater to the angry fanboys who are going to complain about it? Was it forced? Yes, it was obviously forced. It was a little unnatural and goofy. But, and then I started reading reviews and comment sections and in every comment thread talking about this someone said you know my eight-year-old daughter stood up and cheered at that point yeah. mm-hmm. oh my teen daughter started crying yeah and i thought who what else matters exactly who cares if it's forced yeah that's just a moment that's not for me it's for them their teenage daughter and me that's <laughs> <laughs> so good on you go for it that was great oh it was a good i like the really good Captain Marvel moment when she comes down and Spider Man's laying there and she's like, he's like, I'm Peter Parker. She's like, Hi, Peter Parker. Got something for me. <laughs> it, like, so, it was so funny. But now, did you guys, ahead. did you think she was going to put the gauntlet on? No. No. It could have been a thing. I thought that's what I, was going to happen. I, it, it absolutely could have been a yeah. thing. Um, I thought they came up with a great reason she couldn't beat him. You know, he takes the power stone out. out and uses it to mm-hmm. bash her. I was like, oh, well, that was kind of clever because, you know. Yeah, people were worried that she'd be the deus ex machina, just show up at the end yeah. strong enough to beat Thanos and everyone would win. So, yeah, that's not what happened. So Yeah, so that, I thought that was all fine. And then he, I mean, ba- <laughs> another, I mean, this is probably, you know, this is one of the top moments from the movie. You know, we had already seen earlier in the fight, as everybody's fighting, Tony says to Doctor Strange, you know, you saw all these futures. Tell me this is the one that we win. He's like, I, I can't tell you or it doesn't happen. But then in this moment, you know, he he looks over and Doctor Strange just casts his spell. And he just <laughs> looks over and sneaks that finger up. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is your he's just time. This is it. You got to You got to lay it all on the line. I'm gonna. Yeah, definitely. I'm choked up right now just since that's so. All these movies, you know, and Tony's like, he has to know in that moment because he knows what the gauntlet does to you, you know, that he's sacrificing himself. That's amazing, you know. And he yeah. goes and gets the stones and puts them on. And, and I had the same, the same cap with the hammer that scene where he stands against the army and then you know tony at the end were i mean you could have just showed me those three moments and i've been like here's my money <laughs> you know it, it was that great and i i it's so weird because i do love at points i'm like well i like you know, Chris Evans, Captain America better. And other points I'm like, well, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is this whole thing. Like, I'm essentially torn by how much I love these two. You're, love them both, man. Right. I love it. And, and, you know, but I have this thing in my head where I want to pick one. Yeah, I get it. I, and, I pick Cap. <laughs> <laughs> and at different times, I picked, the, you know, a different, yeah. a different guy. It's, they're both perfect. But the fact that the way... I listened to the Russos talk about, you know, how the Marvel, to them, the Marvel, the MCU essentially started at the end of Iron Man with 
when he says, I am Iron Man, yep. and cut the black, and the music hits, he, to them, they said, that's when the whole thing starts. And for the whole thing, to me, to end on the exact same thing, you know, when when he just pauses there for that moment, that same little pause. Mm-hmm. Well, he said what uh, Thanos says for the third time in the movie, straight out of yeah. the straight out of the comic, I am inevitable. And then you, we all saw it coming. Oh yeah. No, oh, yeah. Well, I, full disclosure, I did not. No, I had it because of comics. I thought he was going to say invincible. Uh-huh. He has the gauntlet on, <laughs> and he is the invincible Iron Man. So I was like, is, he's going to say, I said out loud in the theater, he goes, I am, and he waits a long time. I was like, invincible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and everyone goes, boo. <laughs> I said to myself, but he's like, Iron Man. I was like, oh, of course. That's. Yeah. I was like, well, there's his last yeah. word. I am Iron Man. But that was a reshoot. Yeah, did you hear that wasn't even in the script? I, yeah, I watched the same interview I was talking about with the Russo brothers just sitting down, having an honest interview about the whole Yeah, I heard thing. that also. And they're talking, but they said, yeah, this was a total reshoot. Like, when we originally shot it, he doesn't say anything. Yeah, they said the editor, it was like the last yeah. m- month before the movie came out, the editor said, do you think he should say something here? Yeah, they went back in, like, their final reshoot in, like, January, which wasn't very long ago. <laughs> And to, to immediately they're like, "We that's it. We we yeah, have we to do it, right it. Now. Yeah. yeah, this must happen. Yeah, for something that fits. So How could perfectly. you not have known you were going <laughs> to do that the whole time? Then they definitely just lucked into America's ass. <laughs> so no, they spent all their time working on that. Yeah, and they left Iron Man out. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> uh. So those are his last words. And yeah, I like not that. a quip, not a joke, not yeah. a taunt. Yep. Yeah, I am Iron Man, and that's yeah that he's he's a hero right there. Spidey losing, you know, coming up to him and saying goodbye. I love that Rhodey comes up. He's you know his best friend for years. Then Peter comes up and he's like, "Move, Rhodey, that's my dad." And then Pepper's yeah. like, "Hey, boys, yeah, can I have a moment, please?" Right. And that was great. And yeah. I I didn't I didn't have that emotional response there. You know, knowing this is his last breath he's taking until Gwyneth Paltrow broke. Because yeah. she's got stiff upper lips. Like, you're going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay, Tony. And I was like, yeah, we're all right. And then she broke. I'm like, oh, no. That was such a good <laughs> yeah, when she performance said, When right she there. said, you can rest now or whatever, I was like, that's that. I was. I've been crying the whole time. Anyway, I told you guys. I said, I mean, after I saw it, I sent you a message. I wasn't going to say anything, but I said, "Turns out you don't have to get up to pee for three hours if you cry the whole time." <laughs> so, and then we get. It's just amazing. They you know, they were really showing it off. The fact that they could get all these people together. It's a once in a lifetime thing. But at his funeral. They're show, showing that long one take of everybody yeah. from all the years standing there. And all anybody can think is, who the <laughs> hell is that kid <laughs> behind the Falcon and Winter Soldier? I, did, did you guys do the no, same thing? It I distracted did. me for the next five yeah, minutes. Yeah. I missed everything after that, thinking, no, wait, who am I missing? Because <laughs> I was like... I had no I, idea that was. I well, I thought for a split second after I got home because I was like thinking about the movie, and I was like, "It's got to be that kid from like 
whatever Iron Man was it three? It's Iron Man three, yeah. Where he's in the garage or whatever, and I was like, I was just sitting there thinking, I don't know, something to do with Tony, something to do with Tony. <laughs> what else could it be? But I couldn't think of that. I'm not a big Iron Man three fan, and I was like, uh, I don't know the kid's name or like even the character's name, but uh, Harley or okay, something like that. Uh, but it was not. It was a good idea. I just think it was distracting. Yeah, because it, it threw me off out of the scene. Nobody could have recognized him. Uh, as the credits start, Justin pulled his phone out and hit Google, and he said, "I typed in who is the kid," and Google <laughs> auto failed. Oh, I'm sure. At Iron Man's funeral, because everyone Googled that. I'm sure. And then <laughs> it's not over. No, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's not over. Well, when we get to see footage, you know, we get we get a little projection of Tony talking so we do get some final words from him in a clever way of what he recorded before they did the time jump in case something happened and which was nice he got to say I love you 3000 and all that um, which was cool and then Cap has to go back to put all the stones back and which, Which they, they telegraphed way early. We yeah, knew that's right, how it had to end. Right. And they're like, uh, yeah. I said, Bucky's like, and I'm going to miss you. And all this. I'm like, you know, I had said before, I kind of thought something like this was going to happen in the end, but it didn't happen exactly like I thought, which I was glad. And yeah, he, because I mean, it was weird that like he gives him a hug and I'm going to miss you. And I'm like, he's going to be back in five minutes. Right. Right. Well, yeah. And obviously he was in on it. He already knew him well yeah. enough to know that he was going to do that, and and he's he's got the hammer. He's going to take. He's got to put it back. You know, he's got to go back. And, yeah, I didn't even think of that the first time. I thought he was just that's just his hammer now. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh wait, he would have to put that back too, right? He has to go back, and all I could think was all the people he was going to come in contact with. He's going to go see the Red Skull. <laughs> he's got to go put the Power Stone back. He's got to go. You know, put all all this stuff back. He's got to go put right what once went wrong, <laughs> and then hope that last leap is the leap home. And he takes it, and he go and he they. I swear to God, when Bucky started walking away while they are standing there still looking at the thing, I was like, this is the end of Point Break. And he said, he's not coming back. <laughs> but he didn't say it. He looks over and sees. Steve sitting there, and I couldn't make out what I was gonna see there. Like it looked like scrawny Steve. I thought it was young kid Steve. Yeah, I was like, "What is this with scrawny Steve?" Because that looked like that tan jacket exactly. he wore. I think they did that on purpose to yeah. mess with Can't me, be. you know, obviously. And they walk kind of part way up, and he tells Falcon, "Like, it's another thing. It's just like I felt he knew this was gonna happen, you know, and almost like they." I don't know whether I just feel like they discussed or something. There was a conversation. Yeah, like maybe not that I'm going to be here, but if this ever happens, you know, it's pretty obvious. Somebody could say a couple words and you're a crazy person again. So you're not going to be Captain America. (laughs) (laughs) But he's just like, go on up there. This is your moment. And he goes up there and we get old Steve Rogers. He's lived, uh, he got a life. He's happy. He got a happy ending. Yeah, which is so amazing it's so great he got to go live that life and i people i remember hearing or telling me for ye- well before any of these movies were out like saying oh you know robert Downey jr has this many i'll bet they kill him off you know people have been right you know trying to figure this ending out for years now 
And multiple times I had people say, oh, I really hope Steve goes and has that dance. Like, not knowing anything about the gauntlet or time travel or whatever, that was what people were hoping for, his happy ending. And it even kind of thinking that might happen, it was still a very good payoff. Yeah, yeah. But I... I was, you know, I, I like that he gives the shield to Sam, try it on, and he holds it. And he says, it feels like it's somebody else's. And I love the way Steve's like, he just says, it isn't. And I'm like, oh, that's so, it's like, it's it's your shield now. You are Captain America. And I, I love the what that future will bring in the movies, you know, is very interesting to me. I was a little bit torn there, you know. Because obviously Sam became Captain America in the comics, but you know there were forty years of history of them being partners, yeah. and Sam being a you know a, you know a leader in the Avengers, and it made more sense in the comics. They're just kind of good buddies in the movies. Yeah, he had, you know we there's a lot of stuff happened off camera. Mm. They were the secret Avengers for a long time, you know. So I, I'm like, did, did that did that really earn that moment, or was it I would just say sort of the seeds that I like is that they were so much alike. They ran around there in Washington. You know, just the things that they've planted to me, they ran around. In Winter Soldier, Sam runs the support group. And now he's dusted away. Steve runs the support group. You know, I'm just like, that's such a good touch to show how alike in character they are. And so I felt like that that's what he sees in Sam. Just as another normal guy, you know, he doesn't have super soldier serum, but... <laughs> You know, I thought it was who else was he couldn't really give it to Bucky. He's freaking a little crazy. Yeah, the movies haven't really earned that yeah, at quite all. either, but And then the last dance. That's it. It was just amazing. Everybody applauded and then oh people just applauded all through when they put up the you know, credits the, credits of each person and then the main Avengers took that time with their signatures and stuff that was awesome I heard like at the premiere which you know as much as a full theater of excited people can be can you imagine being at the premiere with these people they said when they put up those cards of the people the actual people walked out on stage everybody was losing their minds just like in thanks you know just Amazing. Yeah, there are 14 million realities where this could have all gone wrong. Exactly. <laughs> and we like got the one where... Somebody we're... could have gotten a wreck and wouldn't have been able to finish this years of movies and things. And then with no post-credits scene, we just get the clanging of Tony hammering the first set of armor and mm-hmm. that's it. And I was disappointed. Like, well, we always get a post credit scene, but it's like, this is different. This chapter is yeah. over. We're done with all this. Yeah, or so we thought, but now they're saying this isn't the end of phase whatever we're we in. Gotta... Far from home. And I'm like, that's crap. Sorry, don't screw it up. <laughs> yeah, don't this Sony yeah, that does BS. <laughs> Get him out of here. It, he's lucky to have been in any of these movies anyways. Go away, <laughs> Spider-Man. Jeez, we forgot. We got a hater. <laughs> got a hater in here. But, uh, uh, yeah, it was nice when they were... There's some line of dialogue when they're talking about the branch and realities, and she shows the, you know, the 1985 Biff Tannen timeline yeah. that goes wrong. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I think it's right when Cap's getting ready to go back. They're like, you know, if anything goes wrong, crazy things could happen, which is obviously the setup for yeah. the What If series. 
Yeah. I'm guessing this is going to be Cap's oh, crazy yeah. time That's travel. What point. if Cap missed this stone and this happened? Like, That's that, cool. That, that seemed like the launching pad for yeah. all these different I like realities. It. I can't wait for that show, yeah. But I also love that the stones are now destroyed. Well, they're, but they still exist because, which I thought was a good point, because they made a point of you have, they have to exist for everything to work. So, I, I'm watching it three times. So, if we've gone back to present day, present day Thanos destroyed the stones, right? So, the stones exist in the past, but not the present. They, they still exist, but he just reduced them to atoms. Okay. That's what he says. That's the way they cover that. Okay. Because they still exist. Because they're fundamental building blocks of the universe. Right. They can't that's, be destroyed. That's what I'm saying. You're right. The stones are destroyed. But, but, but my, my main point is, for ten years... This has been the thing. Every yeah. movie is about us, magical rock. And now we're done, do with those. we're done with those. Yeah. Because that could be you know, the way, same way, oh, Iron Man's having trouble with this. Why didn't he just call the Avengers? That could be like, they're going to build another Death Star. Yeah. So now it's like, oh, this happened. We'll just use the Time Stone and turn it back time. Like, that could be the MacGuffin yeah. that everyone would worry about forever. Yeah. So if you wipe these from reality, that's not a thing anymore. It's not like, well, we'll just use a power stone and we'll fuel this. Like, no, we're going to do a new thing now. And that, that's that's wonderful to me that we can close this chapter yep. and that's not a concern. What else you got on your list? I've gotten through most of my points. Uh, just a couple. Um, in, in the therapy session we were talking about, uh, Jim Starlin was one of the people sitting oh. there. He had the guy with the earring. Nice, he had, yeah, he had nice one line. So Jim Starlin created Thanos, created Gamora, created the Infinity Gauntlet, wrote so many of those cosmic stories. So he got a nice look. Oh, at he him. didn't point out that that yeah, like Thor is going with the oh, Gar- yeah. Guardians. So obviously he will be in Guardians of the Galaxy three, the mm-hmm. search for Spock or the, you know <laughs> Gamora as it were, you know, and what that I like that little. Thing there, he's just so good that he go, fits right in with them. They all have the good comic timing, and so I'm I'm excited for that. I love oh, the Guardians yeah. Galaxy yeah, movies. I love so, Guardians. So. I loved how they put Rocket in his comic costume. Yeah, I noticed that immediately. I was like, wow. Okay, we got to do a ship. You want to hear it? Yeah. You know who we're shipping? Rebula. Rebula. <laughs> Rock- Rebula. Rocket and Nebula. Nebit. Yeah. <laughs> Nebit. <laughs> It's a thing. I'm saying, they're, they again, but those two, yeah, they've been torn apart and put together. Yeah, they're they're yeah. more machine than man. <laughs> they're build a uh, bot. <laughs> anyway, you go on. Uh, yeah, at that at that therapy session, one of the Russo brothers played the guy talking about uh, yeah. missing a date yeah. or crying mm. through a date. And it was with another man. So yeah. our these, only gay character. There are these articles like, is this the first gay character in Marvel history? Just this dude at a talk at a, about there. dropping the ball, you know. And then I don't remember if it was Feige or somebody said, "Oh, the he's the first openly gay character." Mm. Then it became, wait, 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 who hasn't? Who, you know, so it has. Well, I came out this week. At some point, someone confirmed a character that we've met. Is homosexual. We right. just haven't dealt with their personal life. Well, yet. the first one you assume is Captain Marvel because she's campaigning, saying, "I want my character, you know, to be gay." Which she looks like she would. I mean, she not you know what, what I'm saying. She 
Tread lightly. Put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> but she plays that character like I easily see that she. It, I'm not gonna say it right. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad. Basically, is the crux of it. They should have done this a long time ago. Just like they should have been using the women characters, right. and, you know more. And I hadn't heard this, but apparently there was a deleted scene where Valkyrie was shown as bisexual. Okay. I'm, which I hadn't heard that for I sure. I think I did hear that. I think so, I did a while yeah. back. Yeah. So we're, we're getting some diversity. Just it's taking yeah, a little I've while. I've heard that some people. All three times I, I didn't know the first time, but the second time and third I've watched to see how people react in the theater because I've heard people got their kids and walked out at that moment that early in the movie I'm like oh my gosh I'd have yelled something as no. I left get out bigot wow yeah, we like definitely so ridiculous in 2019 live in a different world as it is than, that's uh, why when we did in 2008 that's why know? when people when some of the stuff Tony says hit me when he his voiceover as they're you know before they show it that it's him talking you know through recording and they're kind of showing everyone showing uh, the Black Panther and them looking over and he's like saying I hope you're looking back on this and celebration and that you know about how our world has changed and things and I hope we can get back to whatever normal if that was normal you know and things like just like it just felt like he was talking about our world. <laughs> And yes, I'm all for diversity. I'm all for expression and and equality and all this stuff. But I also saw a thing that the shippers were upset. The longtime shippers of Steve and Bucky. Oh, yeah. That they weren't given anything in this movie to to enjoy. (laughs) And I thought that's not the filmmaker's job. (laughs) Exactly. To cater... Mm. That's okay. Riverdale might do that. (laughs) They'll listen to the shippers, but you know, however you want to watch and enjoy the movie, great. But that's not you know the the director's job to (laughs) give you fodder for gifts and stuff. That's not what this is about. So sorry, shippers. (laughs) Uh, Better luck next time. Uh, The only other notes I had, I I felt in this packed theater, I was the only one who laughed. When Wasp called him Cap, and yeah, they, and they had too, a look, no. and I thought, "Oh, that's such a good moment!" As she yeah. made fun of him so badly for calling yeah. him Cap, and they shared that little mo- and because she didn't get much time. No, uh-uh. and, you know, he says she's my, you know, we work together, you know. Yeah. So, but that one little moment, it's like, yeah, Wasp is great. Just that one yeah. little thing, and I was like, Did, "Do you not remember this? This was that was a great callback." Mm. <sighs> yeah, what I, did you? Is that it? And uh, I, yeah, the thing I didn't get help me science this out. Okay. The whole plot is the lack of pin particles. We only have so many. Yeah, yeah. And through every battle, Scott is just changing size and growing <laughs> big and getting little. And like, how many particles does it take for him to be Ant Man and Giant Man? I was a little confused. Well, I think of, they have. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just ruined the movie for you. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I I thought all these characters we love were done justice. Even the tiny little part, like Paul Rudd had a wonderful performance. He's the oh, joke machine. He's so good. He's yeah. the com- he's the comedy relief. And him seeing his daughter and like Which was this is it just me? Is this a nod to Stature where he says, You're 
You've gotten so, You've got big. so big. That was my first thought. Yeah. I've I heard that. Love, all I could think this tonight when I was watching it and I saw that moment, I was just kind of daydreaming. I was like, a young Avengers movie would be so cool. That I've heard that, that we have the kid from Iron Man 3 could inherit a lab or something. Hawkeye's daughter was out practicing. Stature, Cassie. Yeah. They could already be building toward Avengers. We've had a five-year yeah. jump. These kids bring are a little a, bit Bring older. in Ms. Marvel. Do some stuff. But, yeah, uh, John Favreau, his one scene was wonderful. Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> as just a supporting little moment. Like, just strong performances for a big-budget popcorn movie. What's the the Wayne's World line where they, he stops for gas? Like, I know this is a bit part. Can we get a better actor? And John <laughs> Heston walks in. Like, these are amazing performances from wonderful actors for just the smallest little moments for this big, loud action spectacle. That's so wonderful. So we liked this movie. Yeah. Get, I don't know if you are aware of that. <laughs> Did you get it all out there? I feel like I don't feel well, like our I could running time it here. Or have we run longer than the movie? Impossible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't cried enough. I, yeah. I knew we were going along, but this is a, you know this is a once in a lifetime thing. So which we've talked about and built up for so long. Right. It paid off. I'm just so excited. It happened, and they did it, and and pretty much universally, everybody loved it. Even the critics yeah. loved it. <laughs> Even the critics who are critical of it loved it. You know, it's like they're still like it's amazing. So, yeah, I think it it's hard not to love because this is the this sets the precedent. This is the first time we have really you know 22 movies again. Is it the only time? Yeah, probably in our lifetime. I mean, they're never going to make a Star Wars movie that is all the Clone Wars, Rebels, and, right? Yeah, and prequels and sequels like just, that. It you can't, can't do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. They're never going to have a Bond movie with time travel, and every James Bond is going to fight together. Yeah. Like, it's it's impossible. Mm-hmm. And I, ten years ago, I would have said this is impossible. Like, you're going to put Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man <laughs> in a movie. Good luck. I can't wait to get this on, score on vinyl because this time I got like took me to the third time to get to really listen to the music as I was watching it. It's like when Tony's in space and that mm-hmm. is so beautiful. And then the Avengers theme is iconic now. Actually, you were just talking about going back in time. What would you pick? I just realized I would go back in time and buy a bunch of that Disney stock. Oh man, yeah, yeah. It's like an all-time high right <laughs> Let's now. Let's go to time heist to Justin's. <laughs> All right, is that everybody's everything? Boy, We're never talking about this again. Sorry, I don't know what we're listening. To. It was Avengers theme. Oh yeah, I could barely hear. It. All right, that's it. Goodbye. I'm exhausted. Yeah, oh, yeah. Emotionally. Physically, mentally, M- metaphorically. metaphorically. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all. Hope you enjoyed it as we did. There's uh, no way you enjoyed it as much <laughs> as we did, but I hope you got a fraction of how we enjoyed this. Um, if obviously we didn't cover every single thing, so did we leave out your favorite character? Was there a moment that you stood up and cheered in the theater? Did a funny thing happen at your theater? Did somebody yell something out? I want to know. Comment on our Facebook page. Email us. We got an email address. We do, yes. Kapow. 
the pop cultured podcast at gmail.com tweet us at the kebab podcast we might we'll tweet if someone tweets us yeah it's a Larry. two-way street <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks everybody we'll be back shortly with some other news riverdale i heard it's on its penultimate episode <laughs> <laughs> Finally. <laughs> so we got lots more Riverdale to talk about. We have put off talking TV and streaming oh, and all forever. that fun stuff for a long time. So more to come very shortly. Thank you very much. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com.